Child marriage finally illegal here in the UK. A man due to be deported, saved by Labour, then murders a British citizen just weeks later. War criminal Tony Blair demands that everyone in the UK has a digital ID. And where would we be if we had a media with an ounce of integrity? It's Monday the 27th of February 2023. It's Iconic CEO Jamie Icke and this is The Daily Download. So good morning everybody. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. So this story here from the BBC, minimum marriage age rises to 18 in England and Wales. Now, I know you're probably thinking, well, I thought it was already. Well, the law actually in this country was you could get married at 16 or 17 if you had parental consent. And here's the most sinister part of the law. And there was no law against ceremonies for younger children, which were not registered with local councils. This new legislation also covers non-legally binding ceremonies. The government have said that this change would protect vulnerable children who are being forced into marriage. Now, this is absolutely incredible that we're in 2023 and that this is only just coming to fruition. Children have been sentenced, basically sentenced, let's say, to marriage in certain faiths. Let's just put it that way. The state has done nothing to protect them. They've gone into arranged marriages with men much, much older. Obviously, most 99% of the case is women or girls, young girls. They marry women, marry men that are significantly older. And it's truly, truly disgusting. So there's a few cases that have been talked about. Um, now, these actually are not as bad as some. This this lady here, Paisi Mahmood, is a survivor of child marriage and her sister, Banaz, was murdered in a so-called honour killing after leaving her husband. She was forced to marry him at just 17. Now, 17 is, is actually older than a lot of cases you read of this. But again, honour killing. This This lady, this girl, chose to not be with her husband and she was murdered. This is absolutely disgusting. This can't happen anywhere in the world. The penalty in this case, when you, when you, as a child, you try and leave these child marriages, the penalty is death. And this is what happens. And the, the parents of these children do absolutely nothing. The world is backwards, completely backwards, that stuff like this is allowed to happen. This shouldn't happen anywhere in the world, let alone in what is supposed to be a civilised country like the UK. So... Well done to the government, I would uh, I would say on this one. I'd say it's far too late and I'd say that I hope a lot is done to make sure that this is policed, that this is really enforced and that young girls are protected from this kind of sick thing continuing to happen. Changing the law is one thing, but enforcing it is another. So I'd like to see evidence that that is happening before I'll get too excited about this change. The next story this morning. Chilling video captures captured captures moments before criminal who was saved from deportation to Jamaica following a high profile cam by labor murders man in horrific attack now this man Ernesto Elliot was due to board a home office charter flight in December 2020 after a number of legal challenges done by Labour MPs and a host of celebrity lovies that, you know, look at me, I'm virtue signalling, aren't I brilliant? Don't send this man away. He murders a man, a 35-year-old man, just six months later in a horrific knife attack. Now, 
This is truly, truly sinister. This is truly sinister. This man was due to be deported after being convicted of knife crime. However, a number of celebrities and Labour MPs, including Naomi Campbell, Line of Duty star Thwandy Newton, James Bond actress Naomi Harris, plenty of opposition MPs, all fought back and he was allowed to stay in the UK. He avoided deportation to Jamaica, despite being a Jamaican national. And then, six months later, in broad daylight in London, he robbed a man and murdered him in a row over drugs. At what point is the left, and I say the left, and as I've said many a time, I'm not a political person really I just think that the left are insane at the moment anyway don't think they always were but I think they certainly are now at what point are they going to stop virtue signaling and take everything on a case-by-case -case basis which is exactly what things like this should be done they should be taken on a case-by-case -case basis someone shouldn't be defended because they're a certain certain nationality somebody shouldn't be supported because they're a certain nationality in the same way somebody shouldn't be condemned because they're a certain nationality. It should be taken on a case-by-case -case basis. This man was convicted of knife crime. However, he was not deported and six months later has killed a British national. These people have blood on their hands. Simple as that. Because if someone's convicted of knife crime, somebody's got a history of knives, can you really be surprised that they go out and do it again? I can't. I'm not surprised in any way, shape or form. And when you've got these people, soon to be, it almost certainly, when Labour win the next election, which they will because the Tories are committing political suicide, is this what it's going to be like? We're going to have people coming into this country or people committing crimes in this country. And they're going to be dealt with like this. Soft or not dealt with and allowed to go and do even worse to British citizens on these streets. Is this the, is this the same the world over? You tell me. Now, I've struggled to say this man's name without retching, but British war criminal Tony Blair demands digital ID for all UK citizens. Now, this should include, according to the poisonous man that is, it should include your driving licence, your tax records, your passport details, educational qualifications, right to work, and, of course, vaccine status. Uh, it doesn't mention that digital IDs should uh, include war criminal status, at which point he would very much be, you know, flagged and never allowed to leave his own home. Now, I have to say, with Tony Blair, my point is, if you're the establishment, why do you keep wheeling this guy out? Because he's not doing any favours to you, is he? He's not doing any favours for your side. He's one of the most hated, disliked, mistrusted men you will ever see the man is despised so why do you keep wheeling him out if he's on your side then you know you're on the wrong side of the argument and i've seen a lot of people recently talk about exactly that that you know i remember brexit for example i remember an mp 
uh, sorry, a um, activist tweeting the next day that I'm devastated enough about Brexit and I'm even more devastated to realise Tony Blair's on my side. This man is hated. This man is despised. This man has no credibility for what he has done. He belongs on the inside of a jail cell and the fact that he's there in Davos still at the World Economic Forum a few weeks ago, the fact that he's still, as far as the media goes, a credible voice on how we should run the world and run this country is absolutely terrifying, really. And this man will see the inside of a jail cell for the rest of his life. I have no doubt about it. He's a war criminal and he needs to be treated exactly as such. But he's clearly doing the job the establishment want and that's why he continues to get wheeled out. And digital ID is another one on the list. They want to control every area of your life. They want to know literally every single thing about you without having to having to actually talk to you. They want to know everything. And the digital ID gives them that. It's just a stepping stone to the microchip. Now, the final story I want to cover this morning is actually one I wrote myself, wrote myself yesterday. It's very vain, isn't it? Without integrity within the media, we are all doomed. Now, this is more of a, a kind of a conversational piece here. Because, firstly, that's a very, very true statement. If the media did their jobs, then the corruption, the negative, the, you know, for want of a better word, the horrible things that we see in this world simply wouldn't be able to happen. They simply wouldn't be able to happen. Because for too long, we've had the truth hidden from us. Yes, liars, manipulators, psychopaths, evil people, hungry for power and control. They'll always exist. Yes, of course they will. History's taught us that. However, because the media is silent, because the media are complicit, and because the media themselves contain a few of those people as well, we don't hear about it. For centuries, the truth's been kept from us on so many different things that we've got so used to it, it's almost like we accept it now, like a kind of Stockholm syndrome. Like we, we, you know, we want to be controlled by these people, where we always seem to be ruled by the worst possible person for the job. However, if the media had some integrity and did what they were meant to do, this wouldn't be able to happen. It's the media's job to inform the public of what is happening and who is behind said happenings. Report the truth in any given situation not to take backhanders, hush money, avoid certain people, avoid certain issues, and really importantly for me, not to get involved in politics. When you align yourself politically, you're never going to be objective. And that's the case in the media. You know, the US is the worst possible example of this. You know, CNN are basically a propaganda arm for the left-wing Democrat Party, while Fox are the same for the right-wing Republicans. How any of, anyone sees either of those as credible news sources, I find astonishing. And, and you know, this is a, a key point as well, is what choices do we have? In the mainstream media, yes, there's this illusion that we have many choices, choices of who to listen to, who to watch, when really when you look at it, the same five corporations own about 90% of the media in the Western world when you trade it, trace it right back. And that's why they all peddle the same rubbish. Yes, they might package it slightly differently. Some may pay a bit more lip service to those questioning the world. But when it comes down to it, they're all expressions of the same attitude and philosophy. What's best for them, not what's best for us. And as I said, maybe they might package things slightly differently. They might disagree on fine detail. But when it comes to the major issues that the establishment wants, 
they're all on the same page. There wasn't a single media organization, mainstream media organization, pushing back against COVID. There's not a single one pushing back against the Ukraine war and the, the all the money that the Western world is giving to Zelensky. It's just, you know, oh, we'll pretend to push back a bit on this, but when it's serious and when it matters, they operate in unison. So, you know, how do we change it? Is the final you know, point to discuss here. Well, firstly, a media with integrity would change the world overnight, pure and simple. Yes, psychopaths exist. Yes, they'd always try and get power. But with media, the media not afraid to investigate and question everything and anyone, they'd get nowhere near seats of power before being exposed for exactly what they are. Imagine if the media investigated drugs companies, weapons manufacturers, the Hollywood film industry, the fashion industry, the music industry, the health industry, and exposed every lie, manipulation, and piece of unjust behavior or conduct. A media that educated people on what to eat, refused to advertise things like fast food chains, one that promoted healthy lifestyles and positive choices and self-empowerment. How much would that change everything? It would. It would literally change everything. Most people follow the herd. So if the person in charge of the herd or the people in charge of the information that the herd hear are giving you positive reinforcements, empowering information, rather than trying to keep you in servitude and controlled, the world would literally change overnight. And yes, I may sound like an idealist, but I believe we're not that far away from that. And I'm here to tell you that Iconic is ready to stand and fill that void and be the pioneer of this new media movement that the world needs. The world needs this to grow. It needs it to evolve and truly thrive. It really does. Because it all starts with the information that you receive. And if that's the right kind of information, if it makes you feel empowered, if it gives you the tools you need to take control of your life rather than always be looking outwards, then collectively, the world will change very, very quickly. So if you haven't already, then I'd urge you to come and take a look at us. And uh, why not come on the journey with us? You never know. It might just change your life. So to finish up this morning, I'm just going to quote a very simple Mother Teresa quote. Spread love everywhere you go. It's not a bad philosophy to live by, is it? Thank you very much for tuning in and I'll speak to you again tomorrow. Bye for now.